Entrepreneur MBA podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies past the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Halasnik. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Halasnik, and I am co-founder of Financing Solutions. Uh, just so you guys know, Financing Solutions uh, provides very easy to set up lines of credit for small businesses. We are a direct lender, and I will be your host for today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast, as I've been for the past six years. If you're interested in learning more about a line of credit for your business, please visit our website at fscreditline.com. That's FS as in Financing Solutions, creditline.com. And for those of you who don't know me, uh, for the last 25 years, I've built six companies in the $5 million to $25 million range, including two companies that have made the Inc. 500 fastest growing companies in the United States. And I love learning from people with business experience. And today, I'm very excited to be speaking with Tana Adana Tashjian from Vibrant Living International. But before we get to Donna, um, I want to talk about today's sponsor. It's Technology Management Group, also known as TNG. And for the past 30 years, they've specialized in cybersecurity. And so if you have a cybersecurity concern, problem, or you're looking for some advice, please visit their website at cyberctrl.net. Donna, our guest today, is the founder of Vibrant Living International, which is dedicated to empowering individuals on their journey to a vibrant, purpose-driven life. With over 25 years of experience as a warm, caring, and down-to-earth inspirational speaker and life mastery coach, Donna has touched countless lives helping individuals around the world accelerate the personal transformational journey. Donna, welcome to today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. So uh, today's topic, which is the as of the recording of this date, uh, is 12, uh, December 4th of 2023. So it's, a, you know, it's really kind of getting to a good time of the year where people are reflective um, of the year past of their life in general, of their business, um, and maybe what they're looking for going forward uh, uh, to today's topic, building the life of your dreams from ease. Donna, as a professional coach, do you find at this time of year that a lot of people are being introspective about um, the year that's passed or the year that's about to pass? <laughs> Yes, I do. Um, I find myself in that state as well. And then also reflecting what you would like going forward. So there's both going on. What, what do you think it says about people who don't look at uh, their lives that way or their business <laughs> that way? What, what does that usually tell you as a business coach? And do you see that often? Uh, no, I don't see it real often. Usually purpose-driven, heart-centered visionaries that I work with are very um, a planner. Sometimes we can over plan <laughs> so that it becomes a procrastination. But no, as far as what does it say, it visionary people are planners to me. They're reflective. Uh, and it doesn't mean there's anything wrong if a person doesn't isn't called themselves a visionary, but just the people that probably you and I work with um, have pretty big, big, pretty big visions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you see the, with, with the people you're coaching? 
the, that you, you mentioned that, you know, people could be over planners. I, you know, I honestly would say I know hundreds and hundreds of business owners. And the last thing I see is someone who over plans, uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen. And uh, I, I actually see the opposite. I see most business owners. I am shocked that they don't have a business plan, that they yeah. don't really look out. Uh, maybe they do look out sometimes where they want to be in three to five years, but it's in their head. Yes, and, I agree. And then they don't have a and they don't have a plan behind it. You know, yeah. I'm a very I really believe in the strategic plans. I believe I don't believe in having a long business plan, but I believe in having strategic plans. I, and and in fact, I see a direct correlation between businesses that get to ten million or over, and that's the purpose Absolutely. of this podcast. Yeah, and those who have a written strategic plan that is updated yeah. often, that is implemented by a team, it it is a professional way to run a, a, a company. So yeah. I was going to ask you, do you feel the same way? Yeah, so. I, absolutely. Um, I guess when you asked the question, I didn't think about it in in those respects because most people who have a vision, a business, have some idea of what they want, but they're not always looking in the right places at the right information to actually write down exactly where they're going, what what didn't work, what did work. But if, but if people are going to be a success, that's going to be necessary. If you're going to achieve, and especially to do it with, as I call it, a level of ease so that it isn't stressed out, struggled, and I'm sacrificing everything to get there. So yes, I, I, I do agree with you. Circle back to um, the, today's topic, which is building the life of your dreams and, you know, since we're on the topic of talking about planning, if you're, you know, I've been accused of um, planning too much, right? Like, and I'm talking mm -hmm. about my life, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I recently came across a word that I thought this kind of explains what I do. And I believe I, I have an intentional life, an intentional life, mm -hmm. right? Like, um, I don't just kind of take day by day and let it happen the way it happens. I have, I have an intentional life. I kind of have a vision for where I want my life to go, where I want my business to go, where I want my kids to go, um, you know, where I, where I want my marriage to go, mm -hmm. um, you know, a variety of things. So tell, let's, let's circle back to that idea that building the life of your dreams, do you think that entails planning? Yes. And I believe it also in, entails being intentional. To, um, if you do not, if you're not intentional about what you actually want, then you're just allowing whatever to happen, happen in your life. And there's a lot of reactive behavior in that. And so when you, if you want to use the word being intentional instead of planning, it is still in the same alignment because what I focus on grows. What I focus on is magnified. 
And if I just let whatever happens, happens, then I'm just dealing with a bunch of squeaky wheels and never really getting done what I want to accomplish in my life in every area. And I agree with you having that in, in your family and in your marriage and in your personal health, your spiritual life, as well as business, having all of those areas, having intentions of what you want and doing some things that are measurable. So at the end of the year, you can say, there's improvement or this needs attention and helping us to adjust what needs to be done in our life and, and doing it with joy. So I'm going to throw something out of you from left field. And that is, so I'm a, a Buddhist. Okay. I'm a practicing Buddhist. I've been that way since I was 30. I'm 59 now. And Buddhism believes that you should always be living in the moment. You know, that's, you know, they, they feel so, you know, they, 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 it believes that the, so, you know, I, I don't know if this is a great way to enter into this question, but does having an intentional life, does planning your life make one happier? It is an interesting question. Um, I always think having a focus um, helps us to be happier instead of feeling adrift. And so to me that I can um, be present and enjoying my day and still have a, a intention of the way I want my life to go. They're not counter. Mm. They're not counterintuitive of each other. They can be in harmony. Um, I personally am a practicing Christian, and have been for my whole life that I can remember. So that is, um, but coming from the place of planning, and so that I know where I want to go. Otherwise, I call it in one of my programs, life by design, not by default. And I'm just going to case sarah, sarah, whatever will be, will be. Or am I going to have some intention about where I want to be, the type of person I want to be? Happiness doesn't come from achieving. Happiness comes from enjoying your, your moments, your days, and having purpose that's in alignment with who you are. That's my perspective. Yeah, I uh, to tell to, to to tie into what you're saying at the end there too is you know I now I've learned I I would like I have loved the achievements that I've made in my life you know I've had a great life, um, but I've learned longer and long now and now I'm 59. It's funny someone told me this when I was 24. It's the journey that counts. Yeah, it does. And you know I think the journey to the achievement has been what's been the most exciting for me. Mm -hmm. If I hadn't had the achievement, then I don't know if the journey would have been fun. But the fact that I now look back and I say, wow. And it, it was, it was a struggle. I didn't think of it at the time as that way, but it was a struggle and I achieved everything that I kind of wanted. Um, and I, and then going back to what you're saying about, you know, being in the moment versus planning, you know, I think what I've learned um, over the last two years in particular is that 
there is a time for planning and there is a time for living in the moment and that you have to balance between those two. Um, and that it can't be all one or the other, at least for me. And what I've learned is I'm, I just, I just can't be that person who just is in living moment by moment by moment. That's just not after 59 years of life. It just <laughs> doesn't really work for me. It doesn't make me happy, but living in having a little bit of a balance between those two things is what has made me, it does make me happier. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, so, you know, I, I'll, sh I'll share this, share this with the audience, um, to, to move it into the next to kind of topic in regards to life. But, you know, uh, and it's some it's people who listen to me regularly know, well, I, two years ago, my wife passed away unexpectedly. Um, I was married for 26 super happy years. And for, you know, someone who kind of was a planner, I had planned for me to potentially pass at some point. Uh, and, but, you know, both my wife and I had have incredible long longevity in our families, mm -hmm. you know, everybody that lived to their nineties. So, you know, I, you know, losing her through me and has still into, yeah. you know, turmoil. Um, I think it's made me more human to be honest with you. Um, but, um, uh, you know, what, what do you say to people who would say to you, you know, I've, I've had a lot of turmoil in my life. Um, you know, what is my life plan and what, you know, what would you suggest to people who've come to you as a coach who have had, you know, failing businesses or, a death in the family or unfulfilled dreams or turmoil that's going on in their lives with divorce, you know, all the human frailties that we all struggles that we all go through. What do you usually advise them or coach with them on? Um, I am sorry that that happened you. to you. Um, Thank you. So my condolences, uh, the, my brother two years ago lost his wife. So that is the closest one. And it was, it was during COVID. Um, and so that is the closest thing in our family that has hit. Um, and she's in her fifties, you know, and it's just not planned and, and how that knocks your feet out from under you. You can't breathe. You don't know how to function all of those kind of emotions. And so, they are very real. It is something that I specialize in is helping people overcome disappointments, the pain. I call it turning our baggage into luggage so we can have the life we've dreamed. And so it is not something that I take lightly in what I'm, I'm going to share some tips going forward, but understanding that I resonate. I have had my own disappointment and trauma in our life. And I don't know that there's many humans alive that are listening to this that haven't had something that has disappointed us or hasn't turned out the way that we thought at different points. And so it is a very human thing that hits all of us um, very deeply. One of the things that is big is how I make whatever I make that situation 
losing a business is easier to talk about than the wife situation, but losing something, what I make that mean about me. And so a lot of times in that stage, there is what I call um, negative stacking or self-hatred even where we're, we're down on ourselves. If I could have, if I should have, all the woulda, couldas and all of those kind of things. And then reflecting on if I continue in this vein, what kind of person will I be if I stay in this darkness, if you will, uh, the hurt and the pain. And there is, um, again, to me, talking about a business is much different than much easier than a spouse. Um, my husband and I just celebrated 39 years. And so I, um, congratulations, <laughs> I understand, you know, the joy that can happen through that. But and then the other aspect is, is so what, who do I actually want to be? How do I want to come through this? Who is the person that I want to reflect? And how do I want to be going forward? If I don't, if I stay here, what will be my negative future, if you will, of who I want to be? I love Stephen Covey's Begin With The End In Mind. Because that's not something that you do once. It's something we do all the time of reflecting, who do I want to be at the end of my life? And, and then talking about that as you move through grief or loss of any kind is who, how do I want to be as I come through this? Forgiveness yourself or others is always part of the process or someone and releasing those pain points and building the future that you want by getting the resources you now need from where you are. Because to get to where we want to be, we can't do it at the same level of thinking we currently are. And so getting support, getting the resources, getting whatever it is that you need to move to that next place that you want to be, but giving yourself time especially with family, uh, giving yourself time to walk through the grief process and what that looks like for you. So kindness toward yourself is a big part of it as well. Yeah. it's So I got to tell you a kind of crazy story. I, um, I wrote this chapter in this book that's a best-selling book on Amazon. And believe me, there's a lot of best-selling books on Amazon. You know, people can finagle Amazon, mm-hmm. you know, and but the chapter I wrote was really, I really liked what I wrote. It was, it was a long. It was, I wrote it was like twenty six pages, and it the um, it was. I've actually built seven companies, not six, but I just kind of made a mistake a long time ago and said six, and it's really been seven. And so the 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 book is called. Um, oh, geez, I kind of forgot now. Um, it's. Um, I can't believe I forgot the name of the book, but it's, it was about basically how, how you failed and you picked yourself up. Right. And, you know, and, but my chapter was called, um, everything ends, (laughs) which nowadays seems like, I wrote this a number of years ago. And when I was talking about everything ends, I was talking about my businesses. Yeah. Right. 
and here, you know, here is I lose my, my wife and, you know, and you know, the, the chapter was, was about, this is a different thing, but it was the, the, the chapter, the, the books, I went through all seven businesses I had and they never, um, they never failed. You know, I never had a failed business because all the businesses made me money. They, they potentially ran their course, but they, they did well. And so my attitude has always been through, well, things end and you got to move on. Right. And here, you know, someone, you know, someone must've read that and said, let's really give him a test on this one. And, you know, takes, you know, my wife away. So, um, you know, it's, um, it's these things, I guess, what's my point? Oh, well, since considering that this is a business podcast, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I think the idea here is that our listeners should know is your business is going to end. You know, it's going to maybe be sold, maybe closed down, maybe closed down because you lost, you, it's not successful, maybe closed down because in like a lot of my business cases, they ran their course and they caught a wave and the wave kind of changed or the mm -hmm. industry changes. Mm -hmm. Wait, if you've been in business long enough, recessions, most people just are, who have businesses are just not aware on how recessions yep. affect businesses. And it happens, like what I see is it happens once every 10 years, a recession comes through. And that's really a different way to be a business owner. Try yep. surviving a recession. So, um, you know, picking yourself up, having strategy. And I think the idea that I wrote a lot in the book was I planned. I didn't think that my, I always said, well, if this happens, if this happens, I, you know, in my businesses, I kind of am prepared for it. And, you know, I, like one of the businesses, I knew that we had a 10 year run. Mm -hmm. And then there was going to a major event that was going to, that I knew was coming in the industry that mm -hmm. was going to change things. And um, so, you know, let me ask you, uh, Donna, what, having heard what I just said, what, what can you tell our listeners um, based on how to have a, you know, a good life? What, what can you draw from that conclusion? Well, a couple of things. First of all, you talked about your personal life, but our personal life affects our business. Even oh, yeah. though this is a business podcast, you know, what is going on in your family and your personal health and your mental health and and then the economy, you you know, all of those kind of things affect how we conduct our business and how we are. The str I like to build strong leaders because then they can build strong companies and make an impact and create wealth and leave a legacy. Um, and so helping people to do that as well. And then planning for, again, we go back to the very beginning where we're talking about planning and realizing that there are different um, things that, as far as economy or technology, what is going on that things are not going to, I mean, you know, who still has a fax machine? <laughs> you know, or, yeah. Yeah. or something like that. And that things are going to be, uh, even, even printing printers are not used like they used to be. We're all paperless as much as possible. So all of those kind of things shift and to recognize and ride the wave and enjoy it 
enjoy the wave as, as it's going, but planning accordingly um, when you are doing that so that when um, I think everyone should have an advisor or mentor or someone that's also been down the path, like you're talking about, you've seen the decades go through of different changes and someone new starting a business doesn't recognize there's probably a recession every 10 or so years and planning for that and preparing when we, when you prepare, it doesn't knock your feet off, you know, out from under you as much. So, um, having, we go back to that very beginning question of when you recognize what, what is the potential of occurring, you can make adjustments accordingly and then things go easier. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So I, ever since I was 22, I've had a life plan, right? And um, I've, what I mean by that is I have an actual structure of a, a one-page sheet that over the years I've kept adjusting and, and adding new things to it. It's like a strategic plan for your life, right? And so my, uh, my life mission has is all based on balance. So it's having a balance between work, life, family, continuous learning, friends, giving back. Um, So it's staying in balance. And as we all business owners know that you're, if you let it, your business takes up Mm -hmm. all that balance, right? Or all your time. Mm-hmm. And then you have this little part left over for everything else. And I purposely have tried to, and I do a good job with it, of not letting that happen. Having said that, though, what I noticed uh, 10, 15 years ago, maybe longer, is that my, my, my happiness typically is going based on how my business is doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if my business is doing well, I'm happy. If my business isn't doing well, um, I'm not so happy. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I, I hadn't thought about this before, but um, let's say I was having problems with my kids, but my business was doing well. Would I still be happy? Well, typically, I, I think the answer would be yes, because as long as the problem with my kids wasn't so serious. Right. You know, I would be like, okay, well, we'll work through that and those type of things. Right. But if things are going bad at my business and, 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 you know, really bad, I, that would overwhelm my happiness. I, maybe it's got to do with the idea that I feel like that I need to be the provider, of course. So, you know, that, that's a makeup of, of my, certainly, I don't want to say for everybody, but, but my personality certainly is that way. Um, so how do you find, Donna, that you don't let your, your business take over your life? <clears throat> uh, it, it, <laughs> it's back to that word intentional. <laughs> of being intentional to not allow it to take over your life and make it, um, because at the end of your life, all what really counts is relationships. It isn't really the amount of money we made, even though all that's fun. It isn't really all of that. It's the relationships that we built through all of that process that really is the lasting, um, eternal uh, thing that is in process. Uh, 
One of the things um, that is about that happiness piece um, is learning that uh, where what I what I make circumstances mean about me usually has a lot to determine whether my happiness is the case. So if your business is failing or struggling, there's some kind of struggle going on, if we make it mean that somehow it affects our self-esteem and our value, then usually happiness is harder to find in that process. But if you approached it with the same reflection as you talked about the supposed problems with your kids, that it'll work out. If you did, we had that reflection with our business as well. We would find more happiness. It's what importance we make it that hits my self-esteem. That's when I lose my joy, as I put it. It's when I, so if my business did fail, does that mean I'm a failure? And how we equate the two one with the other rather than learning and growing. One of my statements is there's no such, there's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. And when we approach things as feedback with curiosity, we can learn and grow um, and become even stronger and better than ever before. So does that make sense? It does. I think, you know, I think your attitude that you have going into things, you know, can really help um, you succeed and be happier. Um, it's also, it's very hard sometimes to switch and make a change. Um, you know, like I'm struggling with that certainly now personally. Um, but the, you know, like I'll give you the, but let's like, I'll give you the example, you know, like, you know, my goal since I was 17 was to own my own company. And, you know, I worked for, and I had a plan. And so, you know, when I was, the first, I, my plan when I was 17 was to go work for a big company for a, a number of years and then go start my own business. And that's exactly what I did. And um, so I was on my third company and I got, got really lucky in that the second company I had did really well financially. Mm-hmm. So I had a runway when I started my third company. Yeah. Uh, I had a financial runway. And, but whereas the second company I had, caught this incredible wave um, just at the right time and it lasted 10 years. When I started my third company, it was actually the opposite. (laughs) You know, I, I, I hit it at the top and then it went, the industry went down from there. And so, you know, after about five years, uh, no, it wasn't even the three years um, I was ready to pull the plug. And yet I, you know, I felt, I potentially did. I potentially didn't have enough money to continue to have a long runway, even regardless if I close the business or not. I mean, I kind of did and didn't. So, you know, I said to my sister, "I go, I can't believe my dream's going to be over with. I am not going to own my own companies anymore." You know, and and my sister said to me, "There's no reason you can't go work in corporate America again and go back out and start your business again." And that, that whole comment that she made, I didn't end up being that way. I didn't have to do that. But um, that comment that she made changed my perspectives of options. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had a business coach at the time, which I had had for nine years. And I said, I said to her too, I said, I'm, I'm out of options. 
And she goes, Stephen, you have a million options. You know, I'm paraphrasing what she said, but she says, you have so many options. And when she made me aware of those things, it changed my attitude. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what you're saying, Donna. Yes. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So fi finding that one, uh, that, 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 you know, that, that, okay, how can I deal with these problems right now? Um, so Donna, we we're kind of run out of time here. Um, if you had to walk away, uh, I'm sorry, if you had to tell our listeners, you know, the, to the topic today was building the life of your dreams from ease, you know, what would be one takeaway that you want our, our listeners to kind of uh, move away with from this podcast? Uh, well, I love to help people when I call developing a balanced blueprint for their dreams so that their life can have that harmony piece throughout that you've talked about, that you've created for your own life. And I think what the thought I would like to leave is, is, is two things to get up every day and proceed as if success is inevitable, no matter what you're facing to get up every day and proceed with an attitude, a mindset and a heart alignment that success is inevitable and that there are always options there's always hope, no matter where we find ourselves. Even on those darkest days, there's always hope of what things can be and get support. So those are my three things, I guess, in closing. Yeah, I love it. It was a great ending. So I really enjoyed today's podcast. Personally, I hope our listeners did. Donna, I hope you had a, a good time as well. Um, I learned a lot. Um, I'd like to thank so very much, Donna. Uh, Tashjian uh, from Vibrant Living International for coming on to today's podcast. And just so everyone knows how to spell Tashjian is T-A-S-H-I-J-I-A-N. Again, from Vibrant Living International. I'd like to thank Donna for coming on today's podcast. And, um, and if you like today's podcast or any of the other podcasts that we've done, there's lots of them. Great guests like Donna have been on. Um, please give us a five-star review. Uh, it really helps us get the word out and uh, also feel free to forward us to your friends. And if you would like to, uh, uh, get a line of credit for your business, which I've, you know, over 25 plus years in business, I almost have always had a line of credit. I I'm passionate about the idea that entrepreneurs should all have a line of credit just in case. Please visit our website at fscreditline.com. Again, that's FS as in Financing Solutions, creditline.com. Donna, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? The easiest way is on my website. It is the letter I, vibrantliving.com. And if I may, my name is spelled T A S H J I. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Hey, I probably I put the I in there, huh? Yes. So, so I I, I apologize for that. J I A N. And gotcha. my website is the letter I vibrantliving.com. Great. Well, thanks for coming on today. My pleasure. So my my takeaway from today, I think, let's see, what was my personal takeaway instead of telling my guests what their takeaway might be? Um my, my takeaway, uh, again is, you know, you know, it's a little bit more personal and, you know, it's something I'm working on and that is, you know, trying to find my direction again, 
you know, I've always had a direction for 59, well, 57 years. And um, it's not something that I'm not aware of that I need to find. But sometimes you just can't pick a direction out of the blue. Yeah. Sometimes you have to live life a little bit and say, you know, you kind of have to figure it out. So I think my takeaway for everybody out there is, is I, I guess it comes back to the idea of, you know, living an intentional life, but sometimes being patient with yourself yes. um, and that you may not have it right now. Yes. So just absolutely. everybody keep that in mind. <laughs> some, some things I'm learning as we're going along here. All right, everybody, happy new year coming up. And I wish everybody health, happiness, and a, a peaceful world as well. Have a great day, everybody. See you later. Mm -hmm.